Hello everyone, another week, another day that we have to wake up, smell the flowers, smell the rain. It rained here this morning, so I found myself running away from the rain when I stopped at the post office and then I was like, what am I doing? I'm like drenched in sweat because I went to a class this morning and I am hiding from the most beautiful energy that I can receive. So I opened my arms and I just allowed the rain to shower my body with that beautiful energy. So anyways, I hope you had got it. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. I I'm excited for this week. I have to tell you something. I, I want to be honest with you because um it is part of what I'm doing in this podcast and it is following my heart it's allowing my humanity to come through fully and to see it for what it is whether we believe that is perfect or imperfect I want to believe that our imperfections are perfectly imperfect Um, because I mean this is actually the message of today's episode you'll see at the end what I mean by this but you know, observing where we're at, um, and just and just allowing ourselves to feel and observe and and be aware of what's showing up for us. Um, and going back to what I said before, the reason why I mentioned that I want to be honest is because this is the first time that I'm re-recording an episode. The first episode that I recorded, I recorded it in a day that I was feeling very meh. There's really no other way to explain it because there was no sadness, there was no emotional, like, there was nothing specific that I was like, oh, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm frustrated, I'm, it was just like this feeling of like, just very low on energy and not wanting to do anything. Um, But I pushed myself to record the episode and I did it, but when I was editing it, I was like, you could really feel my energy you can really feel that I was not there 100%. And honestly, if I have the choice to re-record this and to bring an energy that is a little bit more expansive for all of you guys to listen to, that is something that I, well, I chose to do. So I'm re-recording this episode. And and it was beautiful because actually this episode, once again, I remind you, I write my posts and then with what I write I talk about it on this podcast and when I was writing I when I'm sharing today the message that at the end I had inside the reflection is truly what I was able to apply with this with this experience of recording a a podcast that I didn't really feel like it was bringing the best out of me Um, And seeing it for what it is. I was just simply not feeling good that day. And I tried. I pushed myself to record it. And then when I had the chance to edit the episode, I I thought that I could improve it. Without, you know, saying that there was something wrong with me. Like, what is happening? I'm being insecure. Like, why why do I have to feel like I have to re-record this? You know what? This is okay this is it's okay that's what I came to realize it's okay to also see things from an objective place and say I could do this a little bit better as long as not as I'm not identifying with oh there's something wrong with me because I'm doing this I think just having that option of saying oh I actually have the option I get to re-record this because I think I can improve it's actually what makes a huge difference 
And this is pretty much the message of uh, the story I'm going to tell you today. It's actually kind of funny. Today is funny. When it was happening, it was not that funny. Um, but I want to share with you the quote that inspired me to write this. And it, it is one that I, I honestly, I'm thinking of like tattooing it in my, in my body because it is something that I forget a lot. And, and you'll hear in the story today, I forget a lot about this. So the quote says, self-awareness, the ability to take an honest look at your life without attachment to it being right or wrong by Debbie Ford. Ah, so much to say about that, but I am just going to go ahead and tell you my story um, that I wrote today and that I wanted to share and what I learned from this. So a couple weeks ago, I had a random impulse to go kayaking with my husband. And we hadn't done it in a long time. I've always enjoyed it. We have always enjoyed kayaking when we do. And we never do it like as a sport or no, it just kind of like happens that either people invite us or whatever. And we just have fun. It has always been with other people, though. So that was key <laughs> in this experience. And being outside is one of my favorite things to do. And we are blessed to live in Florida and we have beautiful weather all year long. So this idea that I had to go kayaking went from an idea to action in like 10 minutes. My husband was working from home and I came home and I said it and he said yes immediately. Um, no hesitation, which I was surprised because he's usually the planner and he likes to know what is going to be done. Um, so to come with like a to him with a random idea and for him to agree, I was like, oh, really happy. Okay. So the day before, um, we went into this little adventure. I went to a yoga class with one of my favorite teachers. I love her words and guidance during practice and also the insights I usually get during her class because, because of the way she directs the attention, right? Like our attention is directed throughout the class in a way that it really makes me realize things and have insights that are really helpful. And that day that I went to class, we were using a strap to help us with a few exercises to stretch our legs and like our lower body. And in the middle of this exercise, she prompted us to notice how we were holding the strap. She said, where can you let go and loosen up a little? How we do things matter. How you do something is how you do everything. And yoga is here to show us our tendencies. And she said this, and then I come to the awareness that I was there with the strap wrapped around my hands twice and holding on to it as if my life depended on it. I immediately started laughing and, and I just remember thinking in that moment how how much this reflected many of the ways in which I was approaching personal transi transitions and changes. And although during the class, my initial reaction was to laugh and just simply adjust my grip, I definitely left the class feeling, feeling as though I, this was maybe something I should pay more attention to. I was thinking, in which other areas of my life I may be doing this and how is this affecting the outcome of these things? 
So with the awareness of this tendency of mine, I went to the next stage of solving this tendency. Where and how do I need to adjust? I was thinking I definitely don't want to hold on to things so tightly. I better start letting go of things a little. Like for me, it has been such a learning lesson in my adult life that flexibility is so important. So I immediately kind of like related this to flexibility. And in other words, I wanted to make sure I changed this tendency of mine. I went over multiple areas of my life in my head and I created mental lists of the many ways I could possibly correct this behavior. And this whole thing just stuck with me for, you know, for hours and almost until the next day. So the next day comes and because it had stalked with me, I posted about it on Instagram. I mean, after all, I thought it was a great reminder to be mindful of our tendencies. And after I posted this a few hours later, we're heading towards the inner coastal to rent a kayak, right? So we're back in the day that I had the impulse to go kayaking. And we get there, we got in our two-seat kayak, I sit in the front and my husband in the back, and we take off. I was starving, so like five minutes in, I opened my sandwich, I ate my salt and vinegar chips, the day was beautiful, everything was pretty, everything was going well, uh, I was fed, I was happy, but 40 minutes later, things changed. <laughs> By the time we had, by that time, like 40 minutes later, we had already moved quite a bit from the rental place, from like the starting point, right? And we were leaving the intercoastal and going more towards the ocean. At that point, we start no- we start noticing that the kayak is very unstable, and I thought I thought it was normal because the waves were just more intense since we were approaching the ocean. Um, so in my positive, you know, uh, attitude, my optimistic, you can do it all self kicked in and I start yelling to my husband to keep his core tight and to keep paddling. Like it was really rough. Like we were like, what is happening? So I just, I was the cheerleader. I was like, keep paddling. You got this. Keep your core tight, blah, blah, blah. But then my my husband is like, I don't know. I mean, there there's so much water in the kayak. I don't think this is normal. And I turned my head to look back because he was sitting in the back and the kayak almost flipped over. So like that showed me that the kayak was sinking, first of all, and we needed to get back. But at that point, we couldn't even blink or breathe because the kayak would flip over. Like when I moved my head to look back, it was obvious that we couldn't even move. Like we had to be as still as possible. Luckily, we were about 300 feet away from the mangroves and the wind was in our favor. So we made it to the mangroves in like just a couple minutes. My husband manages to get out of the kayak. And when he gets out, that side of the kayak, the back was completely underwater. It was completely submerged. So now he's out of the kayak and half of his body is in the water. At least he can, you know, at least it's shallow enough that he can stand. But 
at that point, I'm quietly freaking out about alligators or snakes, anything that could possibly kill us that is under the water. I mean, it's funny how the survival instinct instinct kicks in and you become hyper aware of all the possible dangers. Like, usually I'm more of a chill person, but I was like, I mean, I even thought about like evil bunnies under the water. Like, how does that, I don't I don't even know where that came from, but <laughs> all of the possibilities <laughs> were happening, were going through my head. So we're trying to make sense of the situation and we assume the weight distribution of our backpacks and food was not right and it was too heavy in the back. So I get out of the kayak too and I'm standing on the mangroves. We try to flip the kayak over to get all the water out, but that was just not going to happen. I mean, the kayak was so heavy, we were not going to be able to flip it over. And and we realized like it's not even that the weight distribution was bad. It's just simply the kayak must have a hole and water is getting in. So I tell my husband we need to call the rental place and have them help us because we're clearly not going to make it back in the kayak and there's really not much we can do. So I get back in the kayak because standing on the mangroves was just not just not for me in that moment and I was just getting too nervous. But since the kayak was half underwater, I needed to hold on to something to keep it afloat. So I do that, I get in the kayak and I hold on to the mangroves. Then we get our phones out to call someone and I go to the email to find the receipt from the rental place to get their phone number. But then we had no service. (laughs) I finally get one bar of signal, but the email is not loading. And my husband manages to get some signal after turning off his phone for a minute. And then he turns it back on and he gets the phone number for this company. But once again, we try to call and the service is not working. So he turns back the phone off and turns it back on and it finally works. And I'm sharing this because this is actually a really good trick. Like I didn't know that could help, but if that ever happens to you, there's something that happens when you shut down your phone and then you turn it back on that I think the signal is a little bit stronger in that moment. And that is really what saved us. So the thing works, I call the rental company. So he, he gives me his phone after he uh, is able to find the, the phone number in there and then the call actually goes out. And I call the rental company and I recognize the girl that had processed the rental transaction is the one that picks up the phone. And I tell her what's happening. She apologizes for the inconvenience and she asks us to go to the front desk so they can issue a refund. So clearly she is not understanding the situation. So I tell her, oh, um, no, I'm literally holding on to the mangroves as we speak we can move the kayak is not going to make it um and she goes oh no you need a rescue team and i'm like yes yes we need a rescue team so she responded okay uh let me call my boss because i'm actually new here and i'm not quite sure what the procedure is in this cases um so yeah at that point i'm like oh 
okay, well, I need to tap into my patience and trust even more. So at this point, I have been holding on to the mangroves for like about, I don't know, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, but it really felt like three hours. And we see two people come by with jet skis and I stop them and I ask them to go around the corner because for whatever reason, in that moment, I thought we were just around the corner. And I told them to tell the rental place that we are there, right? So they can find us. So they go, they're really nice. They say they're going to go, but we never see them back. And 20 more minutes go by and we still have not received a call back or haven't seen anyone else. Uh, So my husband keeps thinking of ways to make the kayak work. And look, (laughs) I'm usually one that believes there is no stupid ideas and every idea counts. But that day, every idea sounded stupid to me. I mean, I'm not sure if it was the fear of standing on the mangroves or just simply that I was truly tapping into trusting that someone was going to show up and help that I just wanted to hold on to the mangrove and wait for the rescue team. But anyways, I hear I listen to my husband. I mean, I kind of listen. He kind of forces me to do something. So we try a couple things of, you know, try a couple of my husband's ideas um, but we have we had very little luck, so we finally decide to just wait. So my husband calls back the rental place, and a guy picks up the phone this time, and he says someone is already on the way. But about 40 minutes go by, and we finally see the girl I had spoken to on the phone, the same girl that processed the rental thing at the register, And she arrives with another kayak behind her. So she's pulling this other kayak. And she was clearly like struggling big time. And she's like, oh my goodness, I am so sorry for the weight. I never really kayak. I mean, to tell you what, like what went through my head in that moment, it was so funny. I mean, first of all, the moment that she said rescue team, I was thinking like helicopter. I mean, I really thought a rescue team. I was thinking like jet skis, they're going to come with like, um, what's the name of those things that you have to wear in the water? Oh my God, not, not floaties, but life's, uh, what's the name of that? You know what I'm saying? But I'm picturing this whole movie action, right? And then there she is struggling to get there. The same girl that I talked to on the phone and she never kayaks. That is my rescue team. And the funniest part is that for her, like I can only imagine what went through her head. Like she was the one that offered the rescue team on the phone and also the one that said, I need to find out what the procedure is in this case. I 100% know that she didn't know she was the rescue team. I mean, looking back, like I've laughed so much at this part of the story because it really just shows us how like, the beautiful, first of all, the beautiful imagination that we have, but also when I told this story to my friend, she had a really great point, and is that a lot of times we think that like people that are gonna save us or people that are really gonna help us, they look like these heroes, right? Or we think that it's gonna be this big, huge thing, and sometimes it's like the simplest, maybe like the the most inadequate person, but that just bringing their presence 
they're going to make a huge difference in the way that we are feeling or what we're experiencing. So I, I really wanted to mention that because I thought that was a beautiful thing that my, my friend said. Like she made it a point to say like, oh, you know, sometimes we think that we're going to be saved by like this goddess or this god or this hero. And really like the neighbor that, you know, is grumpy sometimes can be the person that is just going to stick out and help and change your life. So another reminder to just always be open and to not be too rigid with our, you know, expectations. So anyways, going back to like where I'm going with with this story. Um, so she brings her other kayak with her. So I finally let go of the mangroves and I get in the kayak that she brought with her and we start paddling with my husband back to the rental place. At that point, we're just laughing and sharing all the insights and realizations we had during this adventure there were many and believe me there were many moments that I wanted to just like push him in the water I'm sure he wanted to push me in the water too <laughs> but this time for this podcast this episode I want to show a specific thing because it was so clear to me throughout this whole thing it was no coincidence that after my yoga class I had been I had been stuck with this thoughts about holding on tightly If you remember a few episodes ago, I talked about judgment and how that is the default of our brain to categorize and to filter information. And without realizing it, when I first had this realization about my tendency to hold on tightly during my yoga class, I defaulted to categorize this tendency as bad which is why I went in this downward spiral to make a plan to change this. I mean, I was really in my head like, oh my God, how am I affecting this? Like, what do I do? How can I change it? Blah, blah, blah. Like it was nonstop in my head. But the thing is that that day in the kayak and after waiting for almost an hour in the water to be rescued because we couldn't really do anything else. And the whole time I was holding on tightly to the mangroves, I was reminded once again that awareness doesn't mean labeling things as good or bad and forcefully changing things, but instead, as today's quote says, self-awareness is the ability to take an honest look at our life without the attachment of it being right or wrong. Because really, after telling you this story, and you may agree with me, we never know when our tendencies will save us. And sometimes those are tendencies that we have always seen as bad. But it's truly changing the story into tapping into awareness. Expansion of consciousness means just being aware of the variables. And the variables are those, right? Our tendencies, the things that could vary. They're not just, they're not just bad or they're just not good. You know, there's gray in between things. And sometimes something that we may always see as negative could come, you know, could serve us, could save us. Literally, like me holding onto the mangroves for an hour. Like, honestly, if someone didn't know how to swim, like it could have been a really tragic moment. 
I mean, we're lucky that now we're laugh like I laugh about it. I laugh with my husband. We think of the story as something funny and we got all these insights. We learned so much about like some of like the way that we talk to each other. Where do we trust? You know, all of those things. But truly, if if someone didn't know how to swim, maybe holding on to the mangroves was was the only way that they could have been saved, like truly saved. Like they, they could have truly keep themselves alive. So really, I wanted to share this because it was so, so clear in my heart that we spend so much time thinking about all the negative tendencies that we have, all the bad things that we are, all of the inadequacies that we have. And then we don't realize that they're just not bad. They're just simply another part and another aspect of our humanity. And then sometimes they can actually save us. So I just wanted to share this with you because it was truly a lesson that I needed the reminder. I needed the reminder to not attach to, you know, the the label of, of good or bad. Any of the things that we become aware of. The more we learn about ourselves, the more we have to be open to just simply observe without attaching that label of of good or bad, right? Good and bad. Because if we learn more about ourselves, but we're doing it from a lens of just being the judge of what we're doing good or bad, we don't know if we could be doing more damage, right? So really is allowing just the attention, the attention to see, the the skill to observe without really getting our mind into it immediately and thinking that we need to change something. But instead, just observe. So anyways, I can keep repeating the same thing with different words (laughs) or saying the same thing, but I really think, I really hope that this adventure of mine can really show you, maybe shed some light on some tendency that you have categorized or labeled in your life as negative or as bad. And just simply observe that. Pay attention to it. Allow it to be. And maybe we'll see one day that it will transform or it would be the hero or the goddess that will save us one day. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time and listening to the podcast. I hope you have a beautiful week. I love you so much.